your ride ready for spring driving with Dobbs Spring Break Deals. Money saver deals you can use on Goodyear, Pirelli, Cooper, Michelin, and General Tires. Expert auto service, too. Click on GoToDobbs.com for spring break deals now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Alex Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. And right now we are happy to go out to the 101 ESPN hotline to be joined by Bob Costas, broadcaster for MLB Network, sports broadcasting, Hall of Famer, friends and former colleague of Mike Shannon over at KMOX. Mike Shannon yesterday uh, died at the age of 83. We're remembering him and his legacy and some of the laughs as well today here on 101. On ESPN. Bob, we sincerely appreciate you joining us today here on the show. Unfortunately, under the circumstances, how are you doing today? I'm doing fine, and I think that um, the tone regarding Mike Shannon, obviously it's sad, we've lost him, but he led such a full life. He made it to 83, but by the time he was 53, he probably crammed more life, more great <laughs> experiences, and more enjoyment into his life than most people would have been able to manage if they lived to be 100. Bob, of course, the first thing many think of in St. Louis when they hear Mike Shannon is the broadcast, the one-liners that he has. But for me, the one thing I think of are the stories. And to your point, this man lived a life that any type of group of people, he would be able to fit right in and tell stories. Yeah, absolutely, because I said this in some other places today. He was probably the least self-conscious person I've ever run into. He had no insecurities, at least that I could detect. He was completely content and confident in in an appropriate way in who he was. So he could walk into any situation and feel at home. He could be talking to the president on the one hand or the groundskeeper on the other, and he was the same guy uh, no matter what. And he was determined to enjoy everything he did. And I think that genuineness, especially in a St. Louis context, because he was St. Louis, he was the Cardinals. Uh, I'm sure everybody listening is aware he was a multi-sports star at CBC, could have been a football star at Mizzou. Frank Broyles, uh, Hall of Fame football coach, said if he had stayed with football, he might have won the Heisman Trophy, played on those Cardinal teams, not just any Cardinal teams, but those legendary teams of the 60s that went to the World Series three times, then right into the broadcast booth alongside Jack Buck, and he's there for half a century. Um, I don't know that that plays nationally, but locally in St. Louis and regionally, because the Cardinals are such a regional franchise, people get it. It's like Ron Santo with the Cubs. Maybe it doesn't play anywhere else, but at Wrigley Field because he was part of that as a player. Or Jerry Remy, who was very popular on Red Sox broadcasts because they remember him at Fenway Park. Uh, Joe Nuxall was like that 
in Cincinnati. Uh, maybe it wouldn't play outside the, the fans of that team, but the fans of that team loved it. And Bob, I remember specifically, and I said this earlier in our show, live at Shannon's on Saturday night home games, it was appointment listening for Cardinals fans just because of the guests that he would have and the conversations that would be brought up. And I know for a fact that you were guests multiple times for live at Shannon's and the impact that that had on the people that made sure that they were there for that radio. Nobody ever said no to Mike Shannon. And he was never bashful about asking. I mean, literally, he'd, he, he would ask the Queen of England to be on the show if somehow Her Majesty was in St. Louis. You know, he wasn't shy about any of it, and everybody said yes. And those conversations, which weren't structured, they were just great baseball talk. And sometimes it ranged outside baseball. And it was after the game, and maybe somebody had had a couple of Budweiser's along the way. Not maybe, certainly, um, including Mike. And it was just a loose, free-flowing conversation. Uh, People are leaving the ballpark. Uh, They're in their cars listening to it, or they'd listen to the game already, and this was just kind of an additional post-game thing, and it was just wonderful. Is it fair to say that was like podcasting before podcasting was a thing, basically? <laughs> you, may, you may have something there, because you like a podcast. A podcast could be almost any length, and sometimes it would be, yeah, I guess we're, we're done now. And other times it would be, hey, this is so good. Whatever they got scheduled for the next hour... Screw that. Keep going. <laughs> Bob, I only bring this up because because I was working at KMOX at the time and I was at the Live at Channons. Do you remember the evening that Muhammad Ali passed away? You were the guest with Mike on that broadcast. Yes, I was, because I had done the Cardinal game that night on the Major League Baseball Network, and Mike was in the next booth. And yes, we were on the air, and uh, word came that Muhammad Ali had passed away. Uh, and because of the fortunate circumstances of my career, I knew Muhammad Ali, maybe not well, but fairly well. Uh, so I had some personal recollections that that I could offer. And now that you bring it up, I remember that uh, NBC called me while I was sitting there talking to Mike. NBC called and said, we need you to come and do an essay about Muhammad that will air between innings, or not between innings, between periods, rather, of, of the Stanley Cup Finals game tomorrow. So I wound up getting on a 6 a.m. flight and flying to New York to to take care of that the next day. But none of it was as fulsome, I'm sure, as what I was able to do with Mike because, like you guys said, it was so open-ended. Bob Costas is our guest here on 101 ESPN Broadcaster for MLB Network. Uh, Bob, I am curious, the, the early days of your relationship with Mike Shannon, what do you remember about Mike at that point in time, and, and what were some of your earliest memories uh, with Mike Shannon? You know, my earliest memory of him, <clears throat> pardon me, <clears throat> my earliest memory of him, I'm 12 years old, and I'm rooting against him and the Cardinals because I live on Long Island. I'm rooting for the Yankees huh. in the 1964 World Series. And I remember the home run he hit off Whitey Ford in game one uh, at the old Sportsman's Park uh, that hit the eagle on the Anheuser-Busch sign at the back end of the bleachers in, in left center field. So I remember him from those Cardinal teams of the 60s when I had no notion that I would wind up in St. Louis someday. When I got there in 1974, Mike was just at the very beginning of his broadcasting career and just beginning to kind of settle into it. Um, he would only in later years become the full-blown Mike Shannon uh, that Cardinal fans remember so fondly. 
But my interactions with him from the very start were always positive. He was always very friendly and very supportive. Bob, how impressed were you with the growth of Mike Shannon's broadcast career? You know, that's a good question because it's easy to remember how colorful he was as a personality, and that's certainly part of the story. It's easy to remember the malaprops, and he was never self-conscious about it. You know, some of us, you make a mistake and you still remember it a decade later. You're losing sleep over it. He didn't lose sleep over any of it. <laughs> just, it, was, it was who he was, and he just kept on going, didn't apologize for any of it, didn't, didn't feel bad about any of it. So the malaprops, many of which were very entertaining and humorous, that, that's part of it. But what can get lost in it was how good on his terms, which were not Jack Buck's terms or Joe Buck's terms or Vin Scully's terms or Red Barber's terms or whoever you want to mention among the great professional broadcasters, but on his terms – a lot of his best calls are really terrific, and they really raise goosebumps. You know, he was so attached to the Cardinals. You could feel uh, the Cardinal red, you know, coursing through his, through his veins. It came through in every broadcast. Plus, he was so knowledgeable about baseball. He didn't walk into the booth with a bunch of preparation like most of us do with notes and all kinds of things. He called the game as he saw it, as it unfolded in front of him, and what he brought to it was all of his knowledge as a player and his many years as a broadcaster, and he really worked at it in his own way. He was always at the batting cage, in the dugout, in the clubhouses, because that was his element. And everybody in baseball, not just Cardinal people, just about everybody in baseball knew who he was. He was highly respected. So if you were looking for the classic baseball broadcast, that's not what you got from Mike Shannon. But eventually he established who he was, and that was more than good enough for a St. Louis audience. Bob, as a little bit of a follow-up on that, does does baseball allow itself for a, a Mike Shannon to happen in 2023, given that the pace of the game now is faster than it was, mm-hmm. and that was part of what made Mike Shannon great, is the storytelling within the yeah. game. The ability to grow on the job was obviously important, given how green he was when he first got into the yeah. booth. Do you think Mike Shannon exists in 2023 if this was when he was starting his career? You know, I think some version of that can happen on the local level, not on a national level. Baseball is different to begin with because of the day-in, day-out nature of it. It's still more a radio sport than other sports tend to be with television taking everything over. And, of course, for much of Mike's career with the Cardinals, radio was absolutely primary Uh, The Cardinals didn't televise any home games in the 70s and 80s. They just televised maybe 30 or 40 road games. That was about it. So the games on KMOX were the essence of it. Uh, And I think that you can still have a local situation like that. An example is Mark Mud Grant with the San Diego Padres. Now, it's television, not radio, and he's with an excellent play-by-play guy in Don Orsillo. But they have that kind of back-and-forth chemistry, and Mud's a little bit of a character. Jerry Remy was like that, passed away a few years ago, but Jerry Remy was like that, first with Don Don Orsillo and later with Dave O'Brien in the booth um, with the Red Sox. Dennis Eckersley was like that more recently uh, on the Red Sox broadcast. I mentioned Ron Santo had been like that uh, in Chicago, Herb Score in Cleveland. I, I think you could... That can happen, but not nationally, only locally where there's a a connection and a a local affinity. 
Uh, Bob, final one for me, and the only reason I ask this is because I know you have such an impact on, you know, charities and the communities in the St. Louis area. That was something that Mike Shannon prided himself in also, was taking care of other people in the uh, community of St. Louis. Yeah, you know, that's really something that all of us are aware of. I think Jack Buck set the template. Someone like Stan Musial being the sports icon, his decency and his willingness to help people being St. Louis's biggest sports icon. All of us tried as best we could uh, to trod that same path. Dan Deardorff, Mike Shannon, we all tried. Uh, Mike was just a big-hearted person um, and, you know, just a, a genuine, regular guy, and people responded to that. Bob, I couldn't thank you enough for coming on the show today. We sincerely appreciate it, uh, despite the circumstances. Thanks so much for hopping on with us to discuss some of your memories of Mike Shannon, and we wish you all the best. Thank you, guys. Take care.